Welcome to the Eat, Slay, Live podcast. And we are the Loxicutioners. We're going to be eating lightning and talking thunder and pistol whipping you right in the ear hole. Let me tell you guys how how proud Todd is of himself right now in that song selection. (laughs) I I don't think our guest is, but Todd is. I loved, I loved, I loved, I pumped. I was like, man, Ross, I got a great song here for us, okay? And then then we look over our guest and he's like, she's got, he's got a gun to his head. (laughs) You probably heard heard that song 5,322,000 times in his life. You know what I'm saying? Yep. Uh, we back in the studio, but we did not take another podcation. No podcation for we, us. We are rolling. Look at us. We're grinders. We are grinders. <laughs> I have another. I even, you know what? Before I came in, I got I got our next guest for next time. I haven't told it to you, but I got one for who, us. Who we got? Well, we're not gonna. I'm not gonna say. We're it. not going you, yet. Don't you want to discuss it first? Let's discuss it. Okay. First. <laughs> well, it sounds like you already signed them up. So I saw I saw the garage doors coming open here at the the uh, brick hall. Yeah, brick house. Like, every time it comes up, it's like slow motion, and I, I should have a theme song. You should. I love should. it. Not, uh, not. Don't do any Dean Martin. No, uh, no, no. Or Frank Sinatra. Or, um, yeah, so nice. Doors out. are up today. Yeah, what a beautiful day. Were people loving it this weekend? Because it was nice weather this yep. weekend. Yeah, had them up all all day Saturday till till later. Got yeah. A little chilly, but yes, yep. that's awesome. What else is going on up here? Anything? Yeah, nothing. Um, like we talked about last week, just trying to prepare for patio season i, I think more staff. Our, our millions of listeners out there all four of them they want to know have you hired another cook did you gotta get a cook because i mean you were you were stressed about I getting a cook. stressed and did i got you? two hired last week two two hey this was like a this was this was a present from god sent down this was because you saw me i was stressed i mean i, I did pray, not i pray think. for you well you know I, I talked at church last week and i pray for you so maybe maybe, maybe that's it I, you know yeah i had and and both of them were kind of random one guy is moving down from iowa he just mm-hmm. stopped in while he was moving his stuff down applied said hey my my brother lives in brighton he always he was telling me about this place stopped and applied you're hired <laughs> had so, another had another guy from high school that i graduated with reach out to me um he'd recently lost his job you're hired <laughs> <laughs> you know you know some people bring in cooks and chefs from france i mean you bring him in from iowa ross do you know what i'm saying <laughs> both random so but we'll take it because well, we need to help going in the patio season for sure that's awesome that's awesome so a, a lot of stress off the plate well that's good plate no pun intended no pun intended <laughs> what's what's up any any news on your front how are you? How are you feeling? Let's get. Let's touch on your feelings today. How are you feeling? You know, are, you, in, are you much better today? I, I was you, in here last time. I was down. A little more stressed. positive. Yeah, 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 yeah. I guess. Okay. What's going on? Any any? No, kind of going a different direction. Maybe I'm setting my sights in some different different areas. Did um, you? Did I got you, my buddy. You know, my buddy, the chief of police of Alton, Marcos Polito. I got him. He's talking to the the mayor of Alton today. Kind of, kind of. Did you reach out to our boy, Eddie boy? I did reach out to Eddie. He's going to keep his eyes and ears open. He didn't have anything? He, nah, I didn't say he did. No. Okay. So, yeah. Good, just, guy, good guy to contact there. And I don't think the the, the, uh, the Kmart thing, the thing I was talking about, that's not off the works. Yeah. I, I did get the person who's representing them. I did get him down to do Pride Circuit Saturday. <laughs> oh, there you go. See, look at that. <laughs> look See at what that. I'm doing there? Did, did you write a letter? I did write a letter. Okay. I did. It was good. Did you send it? it? I did. I did. Email? So, Is this an email, email or email, a handwritten? Email. Yeah. Okay. Email. Yeah. Any response? 
Uh, yeah, yeah. It's in, and the dude representing them said it was really good and liked blah, 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 blah. But does that get the price reduced? I don't know. <laughs> no, it doesn't. <laughs> it does not. <laughs> <laughs> this is the business world, bud. Yeah. So, so um, um, well, and, you know, I tried to sell pride, you know, so. Oh, I did see that. <laughs> 500,000. That's, well, that's, you know, you, somebody, hard, you hard on that? I, I put that. Did you say hard on? <laughs> um, someone, uh, somebody said, was like, I got, I got a million, I got a million messages like, hey, because it was on April Fool's. I posted yeah. it. Like, hey, is that a joke? Is that a joke? Not if you got $500,000, it's not. <laughs> yeah, so I'll tell anything. So that was a good one, though. What? April Fools. Well, I don't know if it was an April. Was it an April Fools? I don't you know. Selling shit. Five hundred thousand. <laughs> Write me a check. See what happens. Actually, I prefer five dollar bills. But yeah. <laughs> so all right. Well, let's get on to our our guest. We, Enough we, about us. They had people they had, did like our podcast from last time when just you and I. Or there, or at least they were being nice. That yeah. Sometimes I always think people want to just be guests, <laughs> and they say that stuff. <laughs> yeah. So. um we told everybody who we're having this week. So um, in here today in the studio is Tony Pizzo, uh, owner of Romas. Welcome to the show. Thank you. Nice to be here. You, you nervous? A little bit. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I didn't. Hey, I didn't know Pizzo's got nervous, man. <laughs> I thought they just knocked shit out. This is probably the only thing that makes him nervous. <laughs> Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Seriously. <laughs> Those guys have been through a lot. So, And I don't think me and Tony, like you introduced us, and I don't know if we've actually formally sort of met. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, so... I, I don't think so. No, I don't. I don't think so either. I mean, there's we, not there's not a lot of people out there that you haven't formally met. I don't think <laughs> in Bethalto in this well, area. <laughs> it's not for my lack of eating romas. I can tell you that. <laughs> uh, so you know, for our listeners who don't know, I don't know who wouldn't know that listens to this show, but uh, Tony and his brother Frank they they own a pizza place here in town called roma's pizza and it's just it's not just a regular i mean people from all over kind of like when we had fast eddie on here uh like roma's is known all over the place all over famous if someone moves from here like they're always like hey can you mail me some romas hey can you send me some (laughs) or they come home to visit they come you know if they moved away the first place they go is to go to roma's it's just a staple of the the area staple of the community and i don't think there's a lot of like restaurants anywhere like around this this metro area do you that's like that not like that no not like that yeah you know, not so like i'm not that. saying there's not great restaurants and things like that but not one that has the history and people that move away just miss it yes you know and that, that's the thing if you leave this area you're not talking you're not and there's a lot of good restaurants but mm-hmm. you're not saying oh man i gotta get back home and go to moonlight right you're next when i get home i'm going to romas right exactly not saying <laughs> you don't need it moonlight not saying yeah. you don't do that but Romas is where you, what you miss. Yes, you know what I'm saying. There's yep. a re, there's a reason for that. So, I'm just gonna kind of find out the history of it. So, like we said, Tony, welcome to the show. Now, I think in in all my notes I have here, I look like Ross. Wow. I, just, I have one word written at the top of the page because I forgot my notebook, and it says Pizzo. <laughs> <laughs> so, Roma started 1973. Is that correct? Correct. See, Ross, research. Though. Wow, research. Look at you. Yeah. 1973. Right yes. We got in this country in 72. 72 mm-hmm. now uh now who who started who started romas mom and dad did uh they told us we were coming here for vacation <laughs> so they how, how old were you at that time i was four four gotcha now how old was frank frank was 13 frank was now that's your, frank is his older brother that i said that also owns it so right. they told so you're you're so you're over italy 
Sicily. Sicily. Sicily, my bad. Um, so you're over there, and their parents are like, hey, we're going to go on vacation over to America. Yeah. So they decided to tell us that we're going to go on vacation to America, and uh, we went to New Jersey to go mm -hmm. see my uncle. Mm -hmm. And we was there for about two weeks. And then we came to Illinois to Beardstown. Beardstown? We got yeah. some history with Beardstown. Yeah. History with Beardstown. Yeah, so my uncle has a, a pizzeria there, Benny's Pizza. Uh-huh. Yep. Rosh eating there? Yes. Okay. I lived right behind it. Oh. I ate there a lot. So mom's intention wasn't to go back anytime <laughs> your, your parents' intention or yours? My mom's. Your mom's. Okay, dad uh -huh. wanted to go back. Uh-huh. Mom was like, no, we're going to make a living here. She can support a family of six better here than over there. Uh-huh. Because her brothers all have pizzerias. Mm-hmm. And they're Scattered like, throughout the United States? Uh, mostly in Illinois. Mostly in Illinois. In Iowa. Mm -hmm. You know, so uh, mom wanted to stay here and make some money. And so we came to the United States with uh, my mom holding me. Uh-huh. Okay, because it was February. And uh, we snuck a canary through customs to bring it to the United States. <laughs> now, that, that's when you came over for vacation? Yeah, that was a vacation. Right? <laughs> On the vacation, you're bringing the, the canary. Cannot leave that canary, Ross. <laughs> Who would take care of it? <laughs> they actually made a little cage, uh -huh. and she had it underneath in her coat and holding me. And she snuck a canary. Wow. It lived for another five years. <laughs> now, uh, now the, the, the canary wasn't full of cocaine, was it? You guys weren't smoking <laughs> cocaine. No. No. <laughs> no. So you got, you got, so little history with Beardstown. I, I was a teacher up in Beardstown. Oh, nice. And I lived right behind Benny's Pizza. I mean, right behind it. Really? So, yeah. So ate there quite a bit. I went in there and told him I was from Mithalto. I, I had, when I walked in the first time and. I didn't know that you guys were related until right. talking to him a few times. and then. Yeah, that's my know. mom's youngest brother. So Benny's was there before you guys then? Yeah, yeah. Oh. Well, that's how we really got started. Mom had uh, dad learn there. You know, so you guys, you guys stayed up there a little while? Stayed up there for a little bit, yes. How, lo how long were you there? I would say on and off for about three months. So when you guys came over, how many, how many pizzerias were there ran by someone in your family at that time? Uh, I would say five. About five. How many are there now? Uh, four. Four. <laughs> Lost one. We thought the number was going to go I, up. I didn't thought you, the Ron? number would go up. <laughs> I, I thought I was going to say uh, uh, forty-two. So there's so there's <laughs> Bethalto. Realm is in Bethalto. Mm -hmm. Benny's and Beardstown. Benny Beardstown. There's a uh, Iowa Muscatine. There's two of them there. Okay. And uh, there's Leo's Pizza. Jacksonville. Jacksonville. And uh, Reno's. See, it went up six. Ah. Um, so what? What did your what did your parents do in Sicily? My dad was in the food industry where he would bring food to people's homes. You know, he would be like an Uber back then for uh -huh. food, and that's what he did. Just kind of had his own little delivery service. Did mm -hmm. he work for somebody, or was it his own little his own? Oh, really? Yeah. Is, it, is that groceries or meals? Uh, groceries, a lot of it. Groceries, right? So he was. They they were Uber before Uber, Ross. Dang. Should have started that app. <laughs> <laughs> so you guys are coming over for a vacation mm -hmm. and then, but you end up going back. Your mom, you came over and like, okay, we're, we, we're going to move here. We're going to stay here. Or did you even go back? No, we stayed. You, no. That's why we took the canary with us. <laughs> I got you. I just, so, the wow. Mom knew they weren't going back yeah. when yeah. they came over. Now, so. now I've heard of a lot and we'll get into that more, but. We've heard a lot. Of, I mean, 
Mama Piso is kind of kind of famous around here too, isn't she, Ross? Absolutely. Like a lot, just a lot of stories about her, like yeah. just sort of you know being the 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 matriarch of the family or whatever. Yeah. So she, she, what, at what point did they like? I, you were so young, four. I don't know if you established a lot of friends, but Frank probably has. And like, like, uh oh, we are not going back home. We are staying in this foreign country. Well, that was the reason why mom had dad learn mm-hmm. the business here in Beardstown. And then uh, she was ready to open up a place, even though we couldn't even speak English. Uh-huh. It was the craziest thing. No, like your mom, dad, and then you guys could speak English? No, we just came from Sicily. We wow. had no clue. Nothing. Uh-huh. So I don't know who thought about it, but they were like, uh, how are we going to figure out where to go from here to a, a town or something? So they called the operator. I don't know who they had doing. Maybe it was Frank, okay, <laughs> to ask the operator if she knew of a town that had potential growing that didn't have a pizzeria. So let me get this uh, operator. So you, they pick up the landline phone yes. and they did like big old cord on it. And they hit zero, or maybe they actually, I, yeah. I said hit zero, but they probably no, they turned, turned the zero. And then the operator, you know, hey, this is ATT. Can I help you? And I, hey, how you, how you doing? Did, now, did Frank know something? Did anybody who it had to be somebody that knew a little English that picked up the phone? Maybe it was my uncle, who uh-huh. knows? but it was in Beardstown, probably. And so, this is just some lady that answers the phone for <laughs> I'm just saying ATT. Yes. So, what, what's that conversation like? Have you heard stories about it? No, it was pretty simple. She's like, Well, uh, I'm from Bethalto, and it doesn't have a, any pizzerias in there, and uh, it's got a little a bunch of little towns around it. So, we just came. She was, that was it. from Bethalto, yes. Why? <laughs> she changed the history of Bethalto. She didn't even know it. Do you, are, do you see how uh, how ironic this whole thing is? Yeah. They picked up the phone. They uh, just asked a random operator. The random operator happened to be Bethalto, and that's where they brought the pizza place. <laughs> I mean, what if she's from? What if she's from? Uh, I don't know Alhambra, Ross. Yeah. What happens then? <laughs> so you guys, I, I, it, do you know the story of? Did they drive drive down to Bethalto yes. and kind of just case they, the uh, joint? They came to Bethalto with my uncle, and they scoped it out and looked at it, and they're like, yeah, this is fine. And it was far enough away from all the other pizzerias, so it mm-hmm. wouldn't bother nobody. And so here we are, and they just opened up. Okay, we had no clue about anything. Okay, <laughs> And couldn't speak the language. <laughs> yeah, so if you ordered uh, sausage, pepperoni, green pepper, and onion, who knows what you're going to get. Okay, it's whatever they thought <laughs> they heard. <laughs> where, where was the first Roma's at? Where'd you, where'd you open up? At the uh, Brett Dixon mm-hmm. entrance. Yeah, that was uh, Trico back in the day, and we rented a part of that building. So that's that's on Prairie Street. That's on Prairie, Alto. right? <clears throat> that's like what is that? Five hundred yards from here, Ross? Mm-hmm. Something yeah. like that. Yeah. Um. <clears throat> so really, what they're telling, like, if you and I, if we were going to start a business, we would like, you know, you'd do something like what they did. Like that's what he's basically doing is market research. Yeah. You know what I'm saying like we'd do it on Google or you'd hire an expert or something, right? Yep. I mean, they just called the operator. I've never, Ross, next time I have some sort of business decision make, I'm just going to get an operator on the phone. I don't think you'll get that lucky. Yeah. <laughs> that is an oh, incredible story. That is incredible. That is incredible. Did, did, did you ever find out that lady's name? No, we no. did not. Uh, we know that, uh, I think she got back with us a couple years ago and I think she lives in Texas. Oh, so she, so she, she ends up, out. she ends up realizing at some point that Roma's was her idea. 
some sort of. I mean, the town. But yeah. she was, yeah, but yeah. she brought it there, and she, huh? We didn't even have a place to stay. That was it. The building was it. That's yeah. where we stayed. We didn't have an apartment. We didn't have <laughs> anything. Uh, my dad's first car was uh, VW. It lasted maybe three days. <laughs> did uh, three days? Did he loan money or borrow money from your uncle to start? Is that? Yeah, they borrowed some money from him, and uh, we lived inside the pizzeria. In the pizzeria. Wow. Yeah. At How? nighttime, uh, my mom would put a couple cots in the back for her mom and dad, and uh, throw a mattress on the ground, and uh, that's where we all four of us kids. Slept. So there's there's four you you and three three yeah. siblings. There's the Frank. Kathy, Sam, and then I. And so at the time, now there's six of you now, right? No, no those still four. Yeah, four. four of so, us. so all six of you, the, your mom and dad, are just living in the back of the place. Yes. Yes. Didn't have nothing. Right. Nothing at all. Just, right. Just a dream. Just a dream. Well, just, that was mom. She just she wasn't going to go back. Uh -huh. It wasn't going to happen. What was now? Was were the living conditions there in Sicily bad or? It was hard to, to support a family of six out there. Uh-huh. And she really didn't care about her her dad too much. Uh-huh. Uh, abusive, uh, mentally and physically. Mm -hmm. And so she just wanted to forget about it. Wow. Um, so you guys find, come to Bethalto, you find some place to rent, you settle on that place there in, in Prairie, mm -hmm. borrow some money from them. So does he come down and kind of help you change the space into a, a pizzeria? No, we did that ourselves. Did, did that yourselves? Yeah. Kind of modeled it after his maybe? Yeah, sort of. It was little. There was probably uh, four tables in there at, mm -hmm. at the most, a uh, soda machine, and that was it really. There wasn't much. Everything was used. My mom finds out that there's garage sales here in the United States. Uh -huh. and blew her mind. That was the greatest thing in the world. <laughs> that you could just go to people's home and buy stuff really yes. cheap. Yes. And she thought that was <laughs> our awesome. mom too. <laughs> our mom too. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so any idea where they got the first oven? Was that come from a yard sale? Uh, no, that all came from my uncles. They uh, they had extra equipment, or I they see. they steered them the right way uh, uh -huh. to go buy the stuff. All used. Everything was used. Gotcha. Now, do your uncles do your uncles become some sort of investors in it? Do they get kickbacks? How, how does that How does that work? They get paid back. They get paid, and back. we move on. <laughs> <laughs> we move on in the business, or we move on in this conversation. <laughs> which, which one? Business. <laughs> how How long did you guys stay at the pizzeria? As in, live there? Uh, we lived there probably for I'd say several months, and then. Uh, we found out that the Duggars had an apartment on Second Street, and they rent us out the whole top level of that. Now you're only four years old, but and you guys had moved from Sicily to get a better life, and you're living in the back of this pizzeria. Are you like, hey, mom, is this better? <laughs> we had a home. <laughs> now did, we're in a did room. You, did you question mom at all? No, you get the. Psh. <laughs> <laughs> you got the. Psh. Yeah. He, had, he had had too many psh before that, but just to yeah. question it this time, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that the first year, 1973. So, how was it? Do you remember the success? Did it have success? Did people, did people, uh, you know, buy into it? The community. I mean, they have, you know, basically at the time you're sort of foreigners to the place. We was. You know what I'm saying. I mean, they like, hey, we're going to support them. Or how did that? How did that go? It went pretty smooth. I mean, it was all right. We didn't really know what to expect. Right. We, we didn't know any better. We was right. just here. We was living one day at a time. Mm -hmm. Seeing where it was going to go from there. At, at that time, what other restaurants were in town? 
Oh, back then there was uh, the Dare Palace where you, Weather Rain is. It okay. used to be called Dare Palace. Okay. It was uh, Kentucky Fried Chicken. Gina 140 for sure. Mm-hmm. And uh, I don't know if Mr. Donut was here over there by Ralph Pasley. Yeah. I think there used to be a Mr. Donut there. Yeah, I think there was one when we first moved here. Yeah, there was. Yeah. We lived right behind it at one point. Yeah. yeah. And I don't think there was anything else. Uh-huh. So as far as you can remember, do you think it was pretty much a success? I mean, you guys got an apartment and... We got an apartment and mom went out and bought all kinds of used stuff. And we all was wearing hand-me-downs. Right. And uh, we had to go to Queen of Peace school there because mom wanted us to go to church every day. Right. So... And like you guys were Catholics. Yes. Right. And uh, playing kickball on asphalt with dress shoes <laughs> sucked. <laughs> okay. You weren't used to that coming from Sicily, right? No, but it was fun. But you was always like the last person to be picked because it was because you suck so bad because you couldn't stand up when you're running. <laughs> and who knew that the shoes fit right at the time? Yeah. It just um, sucked. So how is that? So you start school at Queen of Peace. Now, Frank is about 13 at the time. Mm-hmm. How old were your other your brother, other brother and sister? Sam was six and Kathy was eight. Eight. So they start school not knowing English? Is that None how that, of us. Yeah. So you, here we... What, so I can't imagine that, you know? I mean, it's... To me, if I moved to Mexico and I don't know Spanish at all and you're starting school at five... Right. And you know, I mean, how difficult that had to be. Right. Unbelievable. I, I have troubles and I know English. Yeah. You know? <laughs> <laughs> well, mom made friends with some Italian people and mm-hmm. uh, the Cafazas. Oh, right. Yes. Yeah. We, and uh, Tordinos. So they helped out a little bit on that stuff. And uh, when we went to school, they're like, uh, what's his name? And uh, Antonio, you know, and. Uh-huh. Yeah, you're going to be Tony. You're going <laughs> to. It's like, great. But, got Americanized, didn't you? But Sam being Salvatore, they got Sam right. You know, basically it's the same thing. And Kathy was Kathy. Uh-huh. You know? Now, Frank, on the other hand, they just messed that all up. His real name is Sebastiano. And, uh, <laughs> who started Frank? Who did Frank? <laughs> they're like, you're Frank. <laughs> Get over it. Get over it. <laughs> <laughs> And it did, any ideas who did that? Like, was it one of the teachers or was it a kid? No, I, I really believe that they just didn't know how to say his name. Right, and I of think course. he watched uh, some kind of movie or some kind of show and he liked this actor that was Big Frank or something like that. So he's like, call me Frank. <laughs> I'll just go with Frank. <laughs> and it stuck. Um, so you guys grow up working, working the business, mm-hmm. I'm assuming. Yeah, that was... Uh, we decided to take over. Mom and dad wanted to back out, you know, be done with it. And uh, Kathy got married, and Sam went into electronics and stuff like that. So uh, Frank and I, they were going to give it to Frank. And Frank's like, hey, you want to be my partner? And I was just like, okay. But we never got paid, ever. Mm-hmm. Okay. So that was the first question I asked him. I was like, are we, are we going to get paid? <laughs> so so let, let's, let's back up a little bit. So you... Like at four or five years old, you start out where is everybody, it's all hands on deck yes. when you guys are there. Yes. You always work. And then whenever we moved to that, the location that we was there at the longest, like mm-hmm. 140, uh, you know, even if you're sick and you don't get to go to school, 
dabble come upstairs and find out if you're sick enough well to, to i work i guess know? living in the restaurant when you lived on the place on prairie and then once you moved living there it's like you have no escape like they can just open open the back door and there you are laying on the cot you know yeah they're grabbing you up you know it right. isn't like you're home and they have to you know drive and get your call or well once we went to the apartment that it was starting to get a little bit better there you know, mm-hmm. we we had a place to stay we had beds you know it, it's starting to get a little bit better but like I said, everything was hand-me-downs or a garage sale or how, used. How long were you at Dixon's Insurance here on Prairie? Uh, we wasn't there very long. Uh, they decided to catch it on fire. Who for decided? Trico. <laughs> <laughs> they decided to catch it on fire? Yeah. Did they let you know ahead of time? <laughs> well, uh, they did. Uh, basically, uh, what they did was they start taking their equipment out of there in the back in the yard and stuff. And, uh, mom and I was in Beardstown at that time. And, uh, they waited until we closed up and around. Well, that was nice of them before yeah. they burned your business. Yeah. They burned a whole <laughs> yeah, building. That's, yeah. that's etiquette. That's good etiquette. Ross. Good you're etiquette never going to burn a business, buildings. you know, wait till they close and then burn it down. It's good. etiquette. So that was around two o'clock in the morning. And then we drove down here real quick and, and mom's devastated. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mom's just thinking we need to leave now, okay, because it's done. We don't have nothing else, you know. So we drive down here real quick, and uh, she goes to the burnt pizzeria, and she's trying to save what she can find in, mm-hmm. and all that. And it's like, stop, okay? You're not going to find anything that's worth keeping. So they were debating about going back to Sicily. So to her, I mean, that wasn't just the the, the building that burned. It was our dreams. Like, yes. yeah. went she, up in flames. Like, you know, we came we came all the way over. We started this pizzeria, and then some <clears throat> jackass Americans just burned it down. Burned it down. So uh, we was ready to go back, and uh, there was an officer, Tony Samus. Mm-hmm. And I think he put my parents in the squad car and uh, took them to the, the second location, which it's between the A-frame building and the veterinarian. There was a little building there, which most people forget about that. And we was there for a little bit. And uh, uh, so there was another stop before yeah. the brick building. Right. Most people think that there's only three times we moved. There's four. Okay. Okay. So uh, we went there for a little bit. And I don't know, we was there probably a, a year or two at the most. And then uh, that building, that brick building, they put a big sign in front of it for sale. And my parents seen that. Mm-hmm. They're like, you know, my mom's going much bigger crazy. space. Yeah, she was looking at that living quarters up ahead mm-hmm. on top. <laughs> she was like, so they're watching this. These uh, realtors bring the sign and put it against the building. No sooner did they leave, her and my dad go out there pick up the sign and bring it inside. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody's gonna take that building. No, that's. Uh, <laughs> Uh, let me let me rewind rewind real quick. So uh, when Tony Samus, the, the police officer, time put put parents in the car or whatever, and then shows you, was that like the day of it burning? Was that no? That was like uh, within a couple of days. Came or so. came to the house, came to wherever you guys live in the time, and said, "Hey, yeah. I have something. I something you need to look at." Okay. Right, right. I got you. And so because maybe they, he knew what you guys meant to the community or whatever. Yeah, he was. They were they're good families. My mm-hmm. parents liked them a lot. And so uh, he took them there, and they're like, okay. My mom's like, yes, okay, so there is another spot here. And so she tried again. Dad was ready to go back. He mm-hmm. he has a lot of family over there. Mm-hmm. So dad was ready to go back. Mom was like, no. 
we're not doing that. That was probably really hard on your father because if mm-hmm. you're if you're not totally involved in the restaurant business or totally in it, mm-hmm. you know, like he might has one foot out the door to hey, I'd love to go back to Italy, mm-hmm. but then you're no days off, you know. I mean, you're working from close to or open to close. That was oh, that, probably tough, tough on him mentally. It was. Uh, them hours there were ridiculous. Uh, so they sacrificed themselves for us here. Uh, we was open every day besides Christmas and Thanksgiving. Them are two days that we was closed. Other than that, we're open every day from 11 to midnight on weekdays and 11 to 1 on weekends. Wow. And then the people from the stock car races would mm-hmm. show up on Saturday night. And so you're, you're there until like 2.30 in the morning. Did, did did your mom blame your dad for burning it down? <laughs> did that ever come up? <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> so as a kid growing up, you say you worked there. So basically, you're going to you're going to school for as long as you can remember. Was it school, work? Yeah, nothing bed? else. Uh, we never got to have weekends off. We mm-hmm. worked on the weekends. Uh, you know, we wanted to get paid. There was a boy at school that got. Uh, Twenty dollars allowance to throw away the trash a week, and I was like, "Are you kidding me? Twenty bucks is just the trash." And I'm thinking about all the stuff I've done, and I presented that to Dad, and he backhanded me. And I was just like, "Yeah, we're good." (laughs) Never went back asking for that pay again. It was the roof over your head that he thought was your pay, right? He did say that. Yeah, Yeah. he's like, "You know, you got a roof over your head. We feed you. You're fine. Stop Mm -hmm. it." So there, so there's six of you working in the pizzeria. Six of us. When did you guys hire your first employee? I would say we hired our first employee uh, late 70s, early 80s. So about 10 years into Mm -hmm. it, you guys finally hired your first employee. Mm -hmm. Are you like, maybe we should get an English speaker in here? (laughs) Well, the thing was, uh, so we all went to school, okay? Mm -hmm. Frank went to, I think, with junior high. And mom and dad wanted him to drop out as soon as possible. Mm -hmm. And so uh, they wanted him to be working with them more often so they were trying to figure out how to get them out of school a parent uh-huh, okay yeah. so frank's like well i know they kick you out for smoking and they're like go to school and start smoking <laughs> <laughs> here's a pack of winston smoke up freaky boy <laughs> so he would just sit outside there after the bell rings and, and just sm- be smoke a cigarette and they'll be like you got three days and he's like all right and they thought you know we're gonna tell your parents and he's like go ahead <laughs> They're the ones that put me up to this. <laughs> Look at that crazy Sicilian out there just smoking <laughs> cigarettes on the, <laughs> on the teeter-totter. <laughs> so the, he ends up getting kicked out of school, basically? Frequently, yes. And just suspended. Suspended Very you know, for three days. I, I guess your parents just thought, you know, what good is the education? If, if, I mean, we know he's coming to take, take the business. He's going to be able to make a living, and that's... No, I don't think there was any. It, no. She just wanted somebody to... That knew the English, a little, uh, knew the language a little bit better to be to there. Be there more often, right? So when he's at, he's he's the best English speaker. Mm-hmm. So while he's away at school, he can't be working in the in the pizzeria. And so right. you, I see they're so, probably good at dinner time when all six, you know, all six of them are there. But during lunch, when it's just mom and dad, mm-hmm. you right. got nobody else. You're a little short-handed. But the business wasn't like it is today. Well, yeah, right. you know, it was. It was. They could both handle it. They just mm-hmm. need somebody to speak the language so right. they know what you know what the orders are. And then uh, at 16, they took him out of school, and uh, Kathy 
when she was 16, they also yanked her out of school too. Uh-huh. So Sam and I was the only two that was able to graduate. Yeah, and this this is a little personal now. Is this Frank and Kathy, are they, when they're thinking back on it, are they mad about that? Do they have some sort of resentment about it? Or, no. No. Mm-hmm. They knew it was what was best for the family? And, mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. So that's that's how it goes. At, at this time, was it uh, where people walk up and they order at the counter? Did you not have... We had a phone. We had that 5,800. Yeah, you had your phone, but right. I'm just saying, if someone walked in, if me and him walked in and sat at a table, mm-hmm. or would we have to walk up and order from you guys at the at the counter? At the counter. So you didn't have servers back then? Yeah, you can sit at that table all you want. Nobody's coming. <laughs> <laughs> had a, stand, a little standoff. <laughs> When, when did when did servers when did when did you guys kind of pivot with the business model and have servers and and things like that? Oh, uh, that would be oh jeez, that would probably be in the mid eighties. Now, are you guys thinking right now like maybe we should pivot back to people walking up to this counter and ordering? <laughs> would be nice, <laughs> Ross. You've said pivot twice in the last. Well, I saw months. where you put that in our. In uh-huh. our introduction yeah. for the last one. So I'm like, oh, Todd, that impressed Todd. I'm going to keep using it. Well, impressed is <laughs> not the word I would use. <laughs> it was like my kick of saying segue. <laughs> so um, I, I know you talked about like your your mom's, your mom's dad, your grandfather being abusive. Did you guys, was, did you guys go ever go back over there to see him? Or I, what, tell me us a little bit about, about that, about your grandfather over there. Uh, my grandfather was a piece of work. Obviously, he really didn't want a daughter. Mm-hmm. Okay, matter of fact, after so many years, then she was able to understand how life goes. Uh, he pretty much told her that you know he should have just killed her. Oh wow! Oh. Okay, and so she just never had anything. Uh, he made her wear like boy pants and boots and stuff like that. Uh, couldn't wear dresses and she'd see all the other girls wearing dresses and she wanted to be a lady, you know, and he wouldn't give that to her. And uh, the day that uh, she was supposed to get married to my dad, he, uh, instead of walking his daughter down the aisle, he, he admitted himself to the hospital because he said he was sick. Oh my goodness. So mom just, she was done with that. You know, and he was physically abusive. He would hit, mm-hmm. and he was the kind of guy that, with all the kids that he had, there was like seven of them. The food had to be put in front of him, and whenever he gets full, then they can eat the rest. That's the kind of guy he was. Wow. So, hmm. the kids when uh, when they got older, they finally kicked him out. How how was your father's relationship with your grandpa? With my mom's dad? Mm-hmm. Uh, just they stayed away from each other. There was one time when we was in Sicily visiting, and uh, we stopped at this four-way stop in town, and my dad looks and tells me, he's like, you see that guy way down there sitting outside? And I was just like, yeah. He goes, supposedly that would be your grandpa. I was just like, oh, okay. And that was the only time that I got to see him. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. You know, it, and you know, you hear a lot of times that people that struggle, that go through the worst things is what makes them who they become. And it sounds like that's how his grandmother just got so tough. You know what I'm saying? Mom. Like his, I'm sorry. His mom got so tough, you know, bring came over here and wasn't scared of anything. 
except going back there. Yeah. You know, and that's probably why she was so driven in the business. You know what I'm saying? We, we can't go back to that. And, and when she's saying go back, she's thinking of the life with, with her dad, yeah. you know, and she's just like, we're going to do everything possible here. We will grind. We'll work every second of every day of our lives. So we don't go back to him and that and that life. So, you know, you can see, kind of see her motivation, you know? Well, supposedly whenever he died, there was very few people that showed up. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then she went to Sicily more often and she was able to be a lady. Okay. Uh, once she got married, uh, she never wore another pair of pants ever again. <laughs> really? Yeah. My mom. She, she was in a not, dress for the rest of yes, her life. Huh? She, she wanted to be a lady, you know. So. hear a lot of stories about your mom <clears throat> going in early, making all the sauces daily. Oh, gosh. Is that- yes. Uh, so in the morning, uh, she would send us to school, and uh, that would be, what, seven thirty, eight thirty in the morning, and uh, she would start sweeping, mopping, making meatballs. We had this thing called Italian beef sandwich. She would do the roast beef for that uh, and do the dough and do a lot of things in the morning. She didn't drive. She didn't want a driver's license. She depended on all of us. Mm-hmm. And the dad, dad would do the shopping. And so she would really work her butt off all the time. She was a worker. It sounds like it. Mm-hmm. Was your dad the same way? Was he a worker as yeah, well? Yeah, he, he worked. He did what he had to do. It just seemed like mom was always the one that was pushing the buttons up. Like, come on, let's do this. Let's do that. You know, dad worked all the time. And they, like I said, they sacrificed for us. They didn't do anything. They didn't buy anything. They just worked. Was Do you look at your mom as more like the leader of the business and mm. everything? Oh, yeah, yeah, definitely. She was, my mom was hardcore. My mom was a little rough around the edges. Uh, she would tell you how she feels with, you know, point blank, the way she felt to say <laughs> it, you know. And and uh, most people wouldn't accept that, you know, didn't like that. Mm-hmm. But don't know her background. You know, there'd be like, you know, that mean lady over there or whatever. But uh, there was a time when we was little that we was uh, getting the bus. And back then the snow was ridiculous. And so the bus driver kept on going to having us go to different locations to pick up the bus. And my mom got so angry about that. And she she had her. She put a robe on and she walked out there in that snow with us and she was going to let the bus driver know. And I was just like, Jesus, let's not do this. Oh, gosh. You know, and Sam and I are just like regretting every moment of this, like, wow, this is going to be bad. So she gets up there and she tells uh, the bus driver what she thinks about her in Italian. <laughs> you know, so, Which almost makes it worse when you're hearing it. It's yeah. somebody yelling in Italian. <laughs> so you just pass up your mom. You go sit in the very far back of the bus and you just hide your head. And you're just like, <laughs> shit. So this is how it's going to be. And for the next two weeks, you just hear kids on the bus just acting like my mom and <laughs> talking and stuff. I was just like, oh, thanks, mom. <laughs> now, not when, when, did you, when did your English get proficient? You know, you started, you know, here at four age four and I mean, was it rough in school going you know were, were kids how were kids to you guys back then we all got along with everybody just fine mm-hmm. uh in queen of peace uh i had the hardest time uh i didn't know the language that well i couldn't pick it up uh they didn't have anybody to tutor you as much as they would in the public school and so there was a time where i was just getting a beating from the nun mm-hmm. you know put the 
the assignment in front of me and or read or whatever it was and I had no clue what I had to do you know I didn't understand it so I'd be getting F's and whatever and she would just beat you you know and I there was several times like literally like, beating like yeah. like the old stories you hear about the rulers and uh it was more like just like hitting on top of your head you yeah. know with, with her knuckles and stuff and or just hitting you in the butt you know uh-huh. it was just so I was petrified of that nun uh, and I just had a hard time learning because I knew I was just going to get a beating right. at some point that day. And this was on a regular base where I didn't tell my parents because my parents were like, you know, you got to learn the language, you got to go to school. So I knew they, if I'd say something, they're going to send me back, and that's more of a beating. Right. So uh, I just was like, gosh. So I just dealt with it until uh, one day uh, I couldn't deal with it no more, and she tried to kiss me after school you know, uh, for another half an hour. And my dad was like, you know, what's taking you so long all the time? I couldn't tell him what was going on. And so I tried to make a run for the door one day after everybody left, and she knew something was up because I kept on looking (laughs) back because I knew dad's like, hey, I need you out here at 3 o'clock. And I was just like, all right. So I tried to make a run for the door, and she met me there, and she grabbed a hold of me, and I I started kicking her. Ooh, (laughs) In the shins, because I was going to get a beating from my right. dad you get, you or take somebody. Take it at school or take it at home. So what? I didn't. So I start. I grabbed the horror and I start kicking her. And all of a sudden, the priest comes by, and he's like, "Oh," and he comes in and uh, he's trying to get a hold of me. And uh, they put me in the corner, trying to get me. And, and there was a reading class, you know, where the reading area is mm-hmm. with all the little chairs. So I start flinging chairs towards them, and I got out and I hurry up and ran outside and got in the vehicle. Where you sit in the back seat and you just barely get in where the door's hitting you whenever you close it. Because mm-hmm. you know dad's probably going to beat you at this point. Yeah. And he just gives you a stare down and I'm like, oh, here we go. And so we just left. And the <laughs> very next day they wanted to talk to my dad and uh, they told him what I did. And uh, I start crying. And I was just like, I get hit every day, you know. And uh, my dad's like, what? You getting hit for what? You know, and so I was telling him. And uh, then my dad looks at them and was like, you know, he gets hit every day. Why? Because he can't understand you? Uh-huh. So my dad just takes me out of that school and brings me to public school. From there, I never got hit no more, so then I was able to learn. Uh-huh. But I was, you know, I was so scared. <laughs> what a stressful time in a kid's yeah. life, you know? <laughs> wow. I don't, <laughs> That's, yeah. It's hard hard to learn under that distress like that. Absolutely. You know, it's just, kids have it hard enough anyway. You know, so, and then so the change to public school really helped yes. your education. Going to going public forward. school, then I was able to have one on one with the teachers, knowing that if I mess up, I'm not going to get hurt. You yeah. know, and I start relaxing, and I start learning a whole lot faster. But it sucked. Wow. Um, so kind of skipping forward. So when did when did you and uh, when did you and Frank take over? How about how old were you guys when you? took the busy kind of touched on you guys taking but what when was that we uh took over i'd say in 93 93 somewhere around there whenever we added on you know mm-hmm. at the old romas at the, mm-hmm. that was a time where we started taking over the place so quite a bit was it 93 when you first started getting paid no is that did you start getting paid <laughs> no, <before still that>? <laughs> <laughs> no it was uh it was probably uh 
closer in 94 probably when we started getting paid. <laughs> so, and, and Frank, he's 13 years older than you. Mm -hmm. So he's still working at the restaurant all the way up to then and not getting paid? Mm -hmm. Holy. Mm -hmm. Did he ever have another job? No. Did no. you? No. No. We, we wasn't allowed to. So when, when did the other siblings quit working there? How old whenever, whenever uh, my sister, uh, she got married, she got married like in 82. So she really never had to deal with a whole lot of this. She, she left early. So basically she worked there until she graduated high school, got married and, yeah, and was gone. Basically. And uh, she met a guy in Sicily that was from St. Louis. That was Italian, American Italian, mm -hmm. like we are. And uh, she married him and now they're in Staunton. Okay. So they do well. And Sam got in uh, electronics, uh, ITT college. He yeah. went there and uh, they provided a job for him and uh, he wanted to, to do something else. So same thing with Sam. He basically graduated high school, goes to ITT. And, and then goes and uh, gets a job. They provide a job for him. And he was pretty happy about that. And, and dad was okay with it at this point. We was able to, to help him out so they weren't by themselves no more. There was at least four of us now, mom, dad, and Frank and I. And they were pretty happy about that. So when you guys stepped in and took over in 93, did, what were your parents' role then? Did your dad retire? Did They were semi-retired. Well, dad was semi-retired. You know, uh, he still did all the shopping for us and, and things like that. Mom, uh, she she just wanted to work. That was her You couldn't keep her out? No. Uh, since we didn't have no family around, our customers were our family, are our family, you mm -hmm. know, and, and, and my parents would just love to see our customers, you know, and talk to them what, whatever they can figure out of what they're talking about, you know, because what you might be talking about is not what my parents will pick up. <laughs> okay, so for instance, uh, one day one guy was up there, an older gentleman, he was talking to my dad, and uh, he's like, he's telling him that, you know, his wife died, you know, and my dad didn't know and he's like oh yeah yeah <laughs> he's yeah. just laughing on <laughs> yeah and i was just like hey dad uh <laughs> here's what's going on and he's like oh i'm so sorry you know but at first you know they don't what you're talking about is not what they're going to pick up right and they they probably got pretty good at like just going along if the person's laughing they're laughing if they're right. and just can't <laughs> but mom she would make the point across because she'd just grab you and bring you and show you this is what I'm talking about. This, uh -huh. you know, important. You'll be like, oh, okay, yeah. You know, she made it a little easier. This rage, you got it. You right, know? right. Now they they never learned English. Mm -mm. Probably could they understand it a little bit? I guess. I think Dad can understand it a lot better than Mom. Uh -huh. But Mom, she's street smart. Uh -huh. She can figure you out. You know, and and, and I think that's what kept her going. And uh, she didn't want to learn it. She just didn't want to. Hmm. The basic was all she wanted. Like, we had that Italian beef sandwich back in the day, okay? Mm -hmm. So, uh, there was this lady named Lucia, and uh, somehow or another, my mom kept on giving her that broth all the time, okay? So, for the first time, that, la that lady finally gave her the number, says, you know, whenever you make this stuff, you know, I'll take the broth. Broth in Italy is brodo, Okay. So my mom, one day, she was like, uh, I'm going to call Lucia and see if she wants this brodo, you know. So she calls this lady, and she's like, hey, Lucia, this is Mimi. Uh, me have brodo in the fridge there. So Frank and I looking at each other like, did mom just say she's got her brother in the fridge? <laughs> <laughs> 
uh, every time she called, we'd have to sit there and just listen to that because it, we thought it was funny. Now, did, now, wasn't there a time you guys had like an armed robbery at Roma's? Did that uh, yes, there was. Uh, Dad was in Sicily at the time, and uh, we, there was three girls in there eating, and uh, some guy comes in with a pantyhose over his head, <laughs> and I was that was when I was four. And I'm sitting there just... Oh, so this is the very beginning, yeah, like this the is first the, year. Yeah, this is the first year. Okay. So we're just... Sit, I'm just standing there with, right by my mom. And uh, my sister sees him come in. Them three girls see him come in, and they hurry up and leave. And my sister sees him, and she goes in the back and starts banging on the bathroom. And my brother Sam was in the bathroom, and she's yelling at him, you know, to get out. And he's like, all right, geez, calm down, you know. So he gets out, and... Opens the door. She pulls him out and locks herself in there. <laughs> Good move. <laughs> and then, uh, so Frank hears some commotion. He's cutting with the with the big knife. He's cutting the big blocks of cheese in the back. So this guy's looking at her, and he's got his uh, this little gun on the side where my mom doesn't see it. And all I can do is just stare at this dude because I was just like, you know, this dude's got a pantyhose or something. He said, why, you know? And my mom was looking at him thinking, he must be pretty ugly to have that over his face. <laughs> and he's looking at her and he's like, money, money. And my mom's like, I don't know what order this is. You know? yeah. <laughs> so order. she's looking and, and, and she's like, I don't, I don't see it. you know. And all of a sudden about that time, Frank comes around the corner and grabs my mom by the shirt and pulls her back and tells her, you know, he's got a gun. And that's when my mom was like, wow, okay. And she got scared then. And all I could do is just sit there and stare. And uh, the three girls that left, they uh, went straight by the library. There used to be a payphone right there. And they called the police. And within a you know, couple hours, they got the guy. Mm-hmm. And they wanted my mom to come in and, uh, <laughs> you know, to press charges on him. So we went in there, all of us. And uh, I think the chief was Chief Louie at the time. And he's got all these papers for him on the sign so they can press charges. And my mom just was like, you know, why did he rob us? You know, well, because something like maybe some drug stuff, whatever, that he owed some money. So they said, go hold up a, a an easy place to go and hold up. You know, mm-hmm. and they just figured Romans would be it since they don't speak English. You know? <laughs> and uh, my mom's like, well, is, you know, is the parents nice people and stuff? And he's like, yeah, they're good people. And my mom was like, well, I don't want to press charges. And he's like, no, you, you need to press charges. And I was like, no, let him go. I'm not pressing charges, you know. So my mom and dad just never, never pressed, pressed charges you know, on, any, wow. you know, on anybody. Huh. I'd, I'd never heard heard that. Yeah. How did you hear that? Is that just... I research, Ross. Okay. I research. <laughs> <laughs> so the, the first year that their place gets burned down and, and they have an armed robbery in Bethalto. <laughs> and then there was other robberies after we left. You know, when we was closed at night, like breaking in, breaking in. Uh-huh. So the cops, they go by, and we always leave the curtains open. And so he drove by, and then a little bit later, he drives by again and sees the curtains closed after we're closed. And then when he drove a little closer with the spotlight, he shines at the door and sees it was a little open. So he gets back up, and they go in there, and they find two guys. And I don't know how they did it. One guy put himself in the oven. <laughs> opened up and and then you know the hood that we have on mm. top well there was a space in between and and one guy got he shoved himself in there oh hiding <laughs> hiding from yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it, it was weird so so you guys 
what year? What year? Now you you moved to your new location. You guys built that, correct? Correct. Correct. Yeah. Now that was that. I, I'm sure it was a giant move for you guys, like a stressful, like oh crap, here we go, we're building our own new facility. It it was. Uh... But your success had been pretty high at that time, so you knew. No, we didn't. We were scared. Still scared. Yeah. What, what year was this? When did you th- start thinking about this? Uh, I would say 2003. We was talking about it, you know, in 2004 is when we moved in. Uh, but we grew out of the other place. Yeah. Uh, the AC and the heating in there was for residential instead of commercial. Mm-hmm. So it, it was, you know, wintertime was cold and mm-hmm. summertime it was hot. Right. Uh, it, it was just, it was time to move on and the parking wasn't there and it was just, we wanted to do something else, but it was also scared at the same time right. to do this. You know, don't know if it's going to work or not, but we went ahead and just tried that's it a anyway. big, that's a big move. You're buying a spot. You're, it's, you're it's buying much it. Big. How, much, how much bigger was the new, the new space? Uh, well, our old place maybe could hold around 90, 90 people seating. Mm-hmm. And this has like 162, you know, so much bigger. Right. So, but it's helped. Now, <clears throat> some of the strange things about like Rome is that like for people who listen to this that don't know, like, so one, like when you call in, you guys never ask your name. No. Like if I call in and say, I want a medium sausage and mushroom, nobody's like, who, what's the name on the order? And I, you just walk in and somehow you guys get me my pizza. Well, back in the day, since... We didn't know how to speak the language. Right. That would have just been another problem. Okay. Right. Trying to like learn a name. Right. So they just figured since you're ordering your food, you should know what you ordered. Right. Right. So. But let me now. I get that. <laughs> hey, this is people trying. Don't you hate when people make suggestions to your business, Ross, that know nothing about your business? You know, Tom, you should really, you should do an automatic withdrawal. So that. So has there ever been any thought like, hey, why don't, you know what, starting next week, we're going to take people's names when they call in. Has that ever been like a, maybe we're going to do that? Yeah, we, we talk about it. (laughs) It's about as far as it goes. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, if he calls in a medium sausage and mushroom and I call in a medium sausage, well, I guess it's the same people. Huh. Well, we do write down the last four digits of the phone number. Ah, so that that's probably new, though, that, because caller ID hasn't yes, been around yes, forever. Right. So, but we're doing it that way now, mm-hmm. because you'll get a lot of specials or a lot of sausage mushrooms or whatever. Sausage pepperoni is like the n- number one thing. Pepperoni and then sausage pepperoni would probably be the second. Um, and then you guys have never done delivery. No, we do have a. A third company to now in now there. now yeah. that's that's fairly new, but yeah. I mean, but don't get us wrong. Uh, we do deliver to like corporates, okay, and we always have. Uh, like any businesses around, they have a big big order. You'll do that, yeah, like uh, Conical Phillips. Okay, okay, we do uh, them, and we do. Uh, hey, they must do a lot because he's wearing the hat. <laughs> yeah, I see that. Yeah, look at that. Must be a lot of deliveries <laughs> going down 60, there. Sixty-six hat on. I wondered about that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Uh, That's awesome. And we got uh, a lot of the car dealers. Okay. You know, and Amron or whatever. We, we've done a lot. One, so uh, why no delivery? Why why did you never start delivery? Uh, just in the past, I think it was in the 80s, uh, there was another pizzeria here in town that their delivery people was doing, you know, dealing their drugs through uh. that. Okay. 
And then uh, we've also heard that, you know, like some guys would have a fight with their woman, so they drive by her house or they want to stop by. It, not consistent, you know. Mm -hmm. There used to be problems. So right. I need you to deliver and come right back now. You know, right. You want that. I mean, you, you make your product, you want it straight there. And the, yeah. the, the delivery time probably takes away from the quality. And that's right. what you guys are big on. Yeah. I get it. How, how, in your estimation, how many times has someone suggested that you start delivering <laughs> pizza in your lifetime? Uh, <laughs> a lot. <laughs> a lot. 532,715 <laughs> times. <isn't> a lot. <laughs> when, when did you guys start shutting down on Mondays? Uh, we should, uh, I would say probably around 94, 93, 94. So shortly after you and Frank took over. Mm -hmm. And then we start cutting down the hours too, instead of midnight, you know, we start doing at 11 o'clock, 11 to 11 Yeah. Uh, on the weekends and 11 till 10 on weekdays. What went into play for the shutdown on Mondays? Cause it seems like, I mean, your, your family's such a hard workers work is what you guys do. Mm-hmm. It was that just come down to like a family thing? So you have some time with your family and things like that? I think like you're that. Calling, starting to say that they're getting soft and lazy, Ross. That's what you <laughs> seem to be implying right now. The not, pizzos have lost a step. Not That's at what all. It sounds like you're saying. Some hardworking <laughs> no, people there. That was us knowing that uh, we got a family and mm -hmm. uh, grown up in the pizzeria, you don't get to do much. Like dad, he was a great person. Love mm -hmm. him to death. Uh, we just never got to do anything besides right. work. You know, he, he didn't... You're making this money, you're becoming successful, but you're not enjoying the... Right. I mean, he... I played soccer, and he probably came to one game. Mm -hmm. uh, I like to race cars, and he came to one. He came to graduation, and that was it. I can count everything on one hand. Yeah. You know, uh, we didn't play catch, uh, but we did hang out, uh, like, for Christmas or Thanksgiving, you know, playing checkers mm -hmm. or cards, you know. Other than that, we really didn't do much with that. You, you probably spent more time with your dad than most people do, even ones that mm -hmm. go to those things, just because you work together. Not right. That it was a fun environment, but you you know you learned a lot. And, and, and that's all you you know about mom and dad about work. That so, um, how many kids do you and Frank have? Uh, we both got four each. But wow, four. Um, so, are they they all working in the business or? Uh, all Frank. All four of Frank's do work mm -hmm. at the pizzeria. I got three working at the pizzeria right now, and I got one at uh, Iowa State. He's going for interior designing or something like uh -huh. that, and uh, he's going to school for that. Now, have they all kind of grown up working working too at young yes. ages? Well, uh, I started my kids, uh, well, my, my oldest, I started him when he was 10. Mm -hmm. He had to give me two days a week. And it'd usually be on the weekend, you know, washing dishes, you know, being in the back and, uh, and then working his way as he gets older, working like a normal, like a normal right. person would do. So, and, and, and that way seeing this sort of ins, ins and out of the business, I'm, I'm guessing. See well, that the, was, uh, so he would learn every part of it and being able to teach somebody, you know, how to do everything. Cause he's done everything. Mm -hmm. And, uh, He's done well. He, he's he's a good worker. Uh, and then my, my daughter, I think I slacked off on her. And she started when she was probably 
12. <laughs> <laughs> See, Ross, they're slipping over there. The pizza. Ross, at what age is Brooklyn going to start washing dishes? Is what sure I he has. <laughs> no. So, no, but that's that's a good question because it's something I think about. At what right. age do you do you start instilling that in them, that work ethic and, you right. know, and learning the business? And it's a fine line. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You don't want to burn them out. You don't want to, you know, make them make it all about work. But then you also want to teach them the value of a day's hard work and what goes into it. And, you know, start him in the very back to you know, see what people work in the back go through. Yep. You know? Well, he thought he was punished. Uh-huh. <laughs> so he's like, why do I got to do this? Because I told you to. And then uh, I don't know how many times I fired him. Okay. <laughs> Did did you have a rule that if you smoked in the kitchen, you got fired, so he would just stand back there smoking cigarettes? He he got three days. (laughs) No, but there would be so many times he he would just do some stupid stuff, and I'd be like, call your mom, you're fired. (laughs) Now, how old is he? How old is he now? He's 28. 28? Yeah. I gotcha. Um. Now, plans for plans for kids to take over. What's what's uh, the future look like? Yeah, uh, so probably uh, there should be one of mine and one of Frank's probably mm-hmm. taking over. But we're not really for sure how that's yeah. going to work just, yet. Uh, it'll probably just play itself out. I'm guessing. We're hoping. We're yeah. hoping. <laughs> Yeah, now, will it, you at some point, we like, when do you think you'll be able to sort of give the reins away? Because I, I've heard stories. Now, these are just stories. I heard stories like if you and Frank maybe go somewhere that, that Roma shuts down. Like if you guys aren't there, if, it shuts down. The kids, the kids of, aren't. If one of you can't be there, do you guys shut down? Uh, no. Uh, the kids do pretty good. No. They, they do. If it's, uh, if it's uh, my son and... Uh, and then Frank's son and and uh, his two girls, they'll they'll be fine. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know about the weekend. You know, it needs to be all of us there mm-hmm. on the weekends. It, it's that hectic, you know. And and we don't mind being there. I don't know if I'm gonna leave Romus. You know, yeah. I, I like seeing the people. I like being up there. You know, it's Pe- it helps out. And, and people don't 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 own a business. And Ross, you and I have touched on this a million times. Is like when you make when you start a business and and, and you've created it, it. I mean, it's work, yes, but it's also it's it's also part of your life. It becomes you know what I'm saying you enjoy doing it. And the people, like you said, like what kind of happened with your mom and dad is the people that come there become part of your family. You know, and well, it was because my all the Italians. That had pizzerias they they were all open all the time so we really never got to see anybody hang out with relatives so mm-hmm. you know everybody in town was our friends and family basically because that's who we had you yeah. know and, and we just liked it mom mom really loved it mm-hmm. that was her thing you know this was her family but but so if you and frank can't be there roma shuts down no no. <laughs> Hold on, Tony. Hold on, Tony. Don't lie to our four listeners, okay? If you and Tony, if you and Frank can't be there sometime, does does Roma shut down that day? If Frank and I cannot be there, it depends what day. <laughs> A Tuesday, we don't shut down. A Friday, Saturday, we Possibly. are shutting down. Possibly, but right now with your guys' schedules, is one of you always there? We try to be. Try yes. to be. Yeah. And so, like, if if he takes a break, you're coming in. 
right kind of they're all, yeah, yeah. The, they're always there but he says it but i mean we do take breaks and and there'll be some time in the afternoon that neither one of us is there you okay. know, and the kids are there and they're they do all right they do really well i mean they they've stepped up to the plate yeah. They have all I of mean, them. They've, they've been raised there. They, they can do it. It's 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 more about you trusting them to do. <laughs> <laughs> no, there's uh, two Angelos, a Rosa, and a Mima, and Julian that are there religiously mm-hmm. all the time. You know, and, and they do quite well. They gotcha. do fine. Um, did you now? I like I like I said. You I don't you and I don't know that much about each other. Did you marry a Sicilian woman? Uh, so. Frank got married, and did uh, he marry a Sicilian woman? He married a Sicilian woman. Where did he meet her? Uh, in St. Louis. Okay. And so, uh, how how did he meet her? He was working so much. Is there like a little? Is there like a singles thing for this the Sicilian scene or whatever, where you, the, the parents bring them and like, hey, you know, <laughs> I got a daughter, I got a son. It's you know. No, it was more of uh, our relatives in Sicily gave somebody in St. Louis a package they give to us. <laughs> and uh, whenever they brought it over, uh, Frank, his wife, was one of the people that was there. And so they just start talking. And gotcha. That they, seems set up to me. <laughs> so now, okay, so is your is your wife, is she Cecilia? Okay, so my wife, she was born here, mm-hmm. but her mom and dad are from Sicily, gotcha. in the same town that, you know, we, count, we, we count, came from. I count that. Okay, yeah. and so... Uh, she was my partner in Frank's wedding. Okay. Okay. Ah, you smooth, Tony. You always, you know, you're in a wedding. You always look at the girl you have to walk with, right? Like, hey, let's let's see you look no, like. What? No. So there, uh, Frank's like, you know, I want you to be in, in my wedding. I was just mm-hmm. like, all right. I was just like, well, don't put me with anybody that's got a boyfriend. Said, <laughs> see? You're playing the game before well it even done. started. I said, so just put me with somebody that, you know, doesn't have a boyfriend. Someone that's hot, right? And hot, yes. <laughs> so at that time, he's like, I tell you what, uh, whenever we go to St. Louis, there, one night, uh, all the girls will be there. And, mm-hmm. and you just look and see, and I'll point them all out. And, I'll and you pick, them. you got to pick? You got to pick who you walked with? Yes. Well, yeah. man. Bro, Ross, you didn't do that for me at your wedding. Nope. What? I, man, <laughs> I need better brothers. You know what I'm saying? Let me pick out who I'm walking with, you know? <laughs> um, so, did, did the wives work in the business? Uh, most of the time, they do not, uh, but they do come and help uh, on the weekends. Mm-hmm. On the weekdays, uh, well, when the kids were little, no, not mm-hmm. at all. She was a stay-home mom, and she dealt with the kids and I dealt with the business and we never really was big on babysitters I mean we had for a night and that was one of our employees you know our waitresses or something like that but we wasn't big on leaving our kids with anybody else that's that's not gonna happen now you've also I've also you've heard weird rumors like you know like with the mafia and things like that trying to be involved with you is it you know as immigrants coming over here they somehow want a piece of the pie or they want to jump in is any of that true have you, have you ran into any of that no not here in the united states now in sicily all right well hold on tony i know our viewer our listeners can't see this but tony's giving me the slash across the neck <laughs> symbol like don't tell and i look like don't bring that up and i'm just kidding no so in sicily we've always thought about putting a mortuary up because when a person dies you have that showing in your house 
it's mm. still weird like that, but <laughs> that still happens. So we always thought, you know, we should go and put a mortuary out there, you know, and start that. Well, I guess some other people have tried that, and the mob has came in and been like, if you try that, you're going to give us half of the cut. Uh-huh. And everybody's like, yeah, we're out. <laughs> but but never trying to be involved here or anything like that? No, my no. dad never. My dad wasn't that type of guy at all. Mm-hmm. Uh, he he wasn't, so we'd never had any any worries besides him paying off my uncles for the $10,000 <laughs> or whatever it was back then that they let him borrow. Right. That, everything was fine. Right. Um, what advice would you give a young person wanting to start a business? Well, if you're not going to be there all the time and you rely on managers and you rely on everybody but your own family to be there to work with you, you're most likely not going to make it. Can't trust them. Because uh, I've been in, I went to a bar one time because a friend of mine was working there and, uh, the owner was not there, and the girl working behind the counter, everybody, everybody was getting free drinks. Mm-hmm. And I was there for a couple hours, and everybody was getting free drinks. And I was just like, you know, how do you keep tabs on all this stuff? How does that work? Mm-hmm. You know? So I always look at that stuff like that. If you're not planning on staying there and working really, really hard, you know, I don't think it's going to happen. Stay hungry, to- motherfuckers. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's it. You know, got to want it. Right, right. <laughs> um, now, we we like to, we do this thing with the Mount Rush. Well, we we ask people a Mount Rushmore of certain topics, something that they you know something. About. So well, I'm going to ask you, and we didn't we didn't prep you this ahead of time, but it, it, what what would be the four your four Mount Rushmore of Italian restaurants in the United States? Uh that I like to eat at? Did yep. you like? Yes. It can be your favorite. It can be what you think's the best. <clears throat> uh, I'll tell you, it doesn't have to be. It doesn't have to be Italian. Whatever you, the top four restaurants that you've enjoyed in this country. Uh, I like uh, Texas Roadhouse. Tex- <laughs> going with the Texas, going with the chain. I, huh? love, I love me some Texas Roadhouse. <laughs> <laughs> Those rolls, right? Yes. <laughs> There's a place in. Uh, Clayton called Cavanopoli, and they got really nice Italian food there. Write really that good. down. I'm gonna have to write that down. Yeah. Okay, so uh, Bella Milano's got good food. Bella Milano, yeah, yes it does. And uh, it's not Italian, but McDonald's. A what? McDonald's. McDonald's. <laughs> yeah. hey. McDonald's. I like McDonald's. You're talking about Ronald McDonald? I like Ronald. <laughs> I love, I love that Tony. I love that breakfast Ross, we've got to find a way to edit that out <laughs> oh that's funny um, w- anything that you guys had to do differently um, during this uh, pandemic that we so-called had or having we started a drive up on the back and that helped out a lot if it wasn't for that, we'd have to be, you know, we would have been closed. Yeah. But that helped out tremendous. Have Have you drove by and seen their their drive through, their drive up? <laughs> I have. It is unbelievable. <laughs> and even more so when, when they weren't open inside. That thing would be wrapped around going all the way to Leisure World. <laughs> yeah. Do you have any thoughts to share on the whole lockdown pandemic thing? Or do you? I don't know. I just, think exist this whole problem exists i just think that sometimes people just take it out of proportion you know i just i don't get it uh 
I'll do what I do, and you do what you do. Okay. That, that that's kind of where we at. We we does the does the the exist? Yes. Was our was our response to it over exaggerated? Yes. I, I think it just varies. I mean, everybody tries to do the right thing. I get it. Uh, I just never seen somebody that's just going to take off one mask and put another mask on every time he touches his face, you know, or touches mm-hmm. his mask because that's cross contamination, right? Yeah. So you're supposed to get rid of it. So I don't understand what we're doing. Yeah. Right. Because when you're fixing your, your mask, your hands are right there where you've been breathing and then you touch everything else. So I don't understand. A lot of, a lot of, a lot of question marks a lot and, of and how we went about it. Yeah. You know, Inconsistencies. But, and But I think overall, I think everybody's getting over it mm-hmm. um now here's something we we're very curious about now do you know who dave portnoy is i do not you do not we, we both lost we, we both, both lost. lost we lost, both lost the bet so have you heard of dave portnoy is a guy who goes around all over the united states and he just does he, he has like a little social media i say little but he has a social media page and company. he owns a company called barstool sports I know who you're talking about now. And he okay. does pizza reviews. He goes around yes. the country doing pizza yes. reviews. Yes. So, so you've you've heard of the yes. pizza reviews? I've I've watched some of his videos. Yes. Yeah. What do you, what do you have you what, what what was what's your take on his on his pizza reviews? Uh, I think his is more of a hand toss style. I uh-huh. think from Boston. Isn't he from Boston yes. up there? I think he's more into that style of pizza than anywhere else i don't think you know he was raised with like chicago style pizza thick because then it, that's what you like yeah mm-hmm. okay so and i think that he's traditional pizza or hand toss is more what he's into how similar is the pizza from each family owned pizzeria in where here well, yeah your your family oh it's it's like pretty much you and benny's and Okay. Leo's. How close is that style of pizza? The the sauce is. Well, so my uncles gave my mom and dad the recipe. Okay. Okay. And I just feel like my mom tweaked it until she got it the way she wants it. Gotcha. Okay. Uh, not saying that theirs is bad. I just think that my mom she puts more flavor into it. And it's it's different. Yeah. It's your, different. your mom got it how she wanted it. Yeah. She did the Well, way Ross, she you've had you've had both places. Which one do you like better? Romas. Okay. <laughs> Give me that Romas special all day, man. <laughs> all right, just checking. Yeah. No, and you know it's I don't know, like I grew up with Romas. Mm-hmm. You know, so you get that that taste, that flavor, and then you go somewhere else that's supposed to be the same, you know, or close to it. Not only, you know, I've had Leo's a lot too, mm-hmm. and they just don't. To me, they don't compare. Gotcha. You know, but maybe if so you I grew know up, the, maybe if you grew up in Beardstown, it might be a different. It might story. be a different story. Yeah. You, you know one thing I always like at Roma's is this has nothing to do with the pizza. I love the giants. Glass, giant glasses that they bring. Like when you get an iced tea, and it just comes. It basically comes in a pitcher. <laughs> pitcher. Now, what, what's the difference of drinking from that big glass or ordering or getting two, getting a second refill? refill. I don't know, but they don't have I, to go around refilling cups. I, so much. No, I'm just saying. Me, why do I like the big uh, cup better than getting two? I don't know why, but I do. When, you know. Well, we just figured having a bigger cups, the girls don't have to That's go right. as frequent. Right. That's all that is and, there. And, and I understand why you guys do it. I don't understand why I like it better. I just, when they sit that big giant cup glass of tea there, I'm like, I just, I don't know what it is. I'm not getting any more, you know? Yeah. <laughs> 
Tony, do you have anything that you uh, that you haven't covered on here that you'd like to get out? Any? No, uh, this was fun. Heck yeah, it was. Yeah. Will you guys keep the drive-through going after <clears throat> all of this settles down a little more? We don't know. Uh, we'd like to in one way, and then we don't because we have to park on Dollar Tree's parking lot. And yeah. So uh, I don't know how long that's going to last before everybody tells us, you know, hey, why don't you park on your spot instead of yeah. nowhere else? Okay. We were, we were nice for so long, but now right. it's... Right. But then it's also that uh, we need to have more waitresses because yeah. it's double the shifts. See, normally it would have been a morning shift... And an evening shift, but now you got two. You got inside and outside morning, and inside and outside at night. So it's more, it, it, it there's more jobs right there. You yeah, know, I need more people, you mm-hmm. know? and so I, for the same money, I don't know how that works. Yeah, so we're not enthused about that <laughs> at all. I get that. And, I, and 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 for some of the same reasons you just talked about, and we had talked about quite a bit last last episode about how hard our industry has been hit with all these different different angles mm-hmm. um but finding people to work has been one yes um and just getting employees and then so here just last week we actually stopped doing we were doing the curbside mm-hmm. so you know they called in we take just similar to you that we had a couple spots they they park in we go out to but after losing you know we you lose one front of the house person and then a couple back of the house people and you try to fill those spots and you can't get them filled. Like it just came down to, we didn't have enough people to, to keep maintaining that. Mm-hmm. And so we, we, we stopped doing it. Um, th- that was just last week, but for the same, you know, same kind of reasons you it's taken up a couple of our parking spots and now we're bigger and, and trying to keep it's So, you know, it's another, you got to add more staff for it. Mm-hmm. So it just became too difficult. It is. Uh, don't get me wrong. I, we like it just for the simple fact it's more convenient for the customer. Abs- yeah, absolutely. And and, it, and we understand and we'd like to keep it. We just don't know how long it's going to last. And people are lazier than they've ever been, so they love just <laughs> driving through. I mean, every time I drive by, I drove by Hit and Run the other uh, yesterday, and I was I almost took a picture. Like they're basically impeding traffic yes. just so they can drive through and have somebody bring them out of sodas, freaking big as their freaking head. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Like. Go in. Yeah. Come on. I don't know. This was fun. This I learned, was fun. Learned, learned so much, right? Yeah. yeah. Good. So, um, Rome has just been such a staple of this community for so long. And Well, we, we like to thank all the customers and, and people in this whole area. I mean, most people are patient. Most people get it. But on the weekends, you know, if, if – just have a little bit more patience with us. We're, we're doing the best we can. Absolutely. You know, we can only bring out 30 pizzas at a time. We're, we're the, trying our best, you know. Just have patience and, uh, you know, everything hopefully will go smooth. I saw a, uh, I saw a, a, somebody posted on, um, they were kind of bragging about themselves. And they posted on Facebook where they, about how resilient they were about calling Roma 67 straight times I've until they got through. <laughs> I was just that's thinking awesome. that a while, while ago. Yeah. That, but that's since. Well, okay, so people are like, you know, you need to put a second line. I get it, okay? So then we get double the volume, but production's always going to be what it is. Absolutely. So I, I can't 
speed it up. The, I mean, would the, you like it if I told you an hour and a half or two hours to wait? You know, mm-hmm. the, these people complain about things that they don't know anything about. You know what I'm saying? It's like it's you know like with the, like Ross always gets like your your phone lines are full. I can't get through. I can't get. Through. Well, do, do they think that you don't want to serve them food? <laughs> that you don't want to take their money? You do. Yeah. I, I, I just don't understand people thinking like you know what we're gonna turn off the phones. We we don't want any business today. Yeah. They don't understand that there's reasoning and things behind it. You know. Have Have you guys ever shut off your phones? Uh, we've had to before, yes. Yeah. So we, so we, on the weekends, we get into that. I mean, there's just so much, like you said, production's the same. There's only so much food we can put out at once. And so and now that we've, you know, more than doubled in size and the, and the to-go's, I'm sure yours are the same. Our to-go's have just, are still through the roof. Right. So there's times where, I mean, that kitchen can't handle anymore. So, you know, right. we'll pause our phones for a little bit on the weekends just so the kitchen can get caught up because I don't want someone sitting at a table and have to walk out there and tell them it's going to be an hour and a half, you know, or they're not going to come back and sit at our table anymore. So, right. so we'll, we'll pause it every once in a while. And that's what he's kind of talking is people giving us a bunch of grief over they can't get through our phone lines. Well, I want to take that. I want to take that call. Don't, don't get me wrong. It's just, you know, yeah. production is can only be so much so no i i get it but we we try to not we try not to ever uh take the phone off the hooks uh i think we got enough people that are fast enough good workers and you know we try to do what we can well good for you tony (laughs) (laughs) maybe you should be writing some of the things down look at this i wrote all this we just try you know uh, (laughs) doesn't mean we succeed all the time we we just we just try if i'm going to be there I want it to be busy. We can work hard and and get through the night. That's right. it. Just makes the time go by a whole lot faster, and and give somebody well, you know the food that they want and be happy. You know, hey, at least you guys have a home. Okay, I want to say. <laughs> at least you guys have a building for your business. Okay. <laughs> well, Tony, this has been fun, man. Thanks, thanks for coming in. We super appreciate. It. I know people are going to be because, like you said, you haven't done radio or anything like that. So I think there's a lot of people around that want to hear your story and sort of the history of Rome is like that. So we appreciate you coming in. Thanks for having me. It was fun. It was fun. Okay. Awesome it, show. It was thanks, really man. good. Are we going to? Are we dropping who our next? Uh, no, we're not dropping it. Not dropping it. No. Nope. All right. All right, we're back with a uh, little afterthoughts of our show with um, Tony Pizzo. I, didn't we have a little name for this after the aftermath? I thought or like the something? first time for sure. I thought we, it was kind of clever, clever it was kind of creative, but now I can't remember I what it was. Me neither. <laughs> that was good, right? That was good. Yeah, uh, I, I liked. I knew really nothing about it. Like Tony and I, I don't think we've ever met. So that was fun. You know, it's. Man, these people like that coming on. We've talked about this with Carolina. People coming over here not knowing the language and just starting a life and being successful just blows my mind. Same here. I can't. I said it on the show. I can't imagine going to school and not know the language. No, you're and just you're sitting. You're, it's already hard enough to sit at your desk and like pay attention. And you're like sitting there. And half the time I didn't know what they were talking about anyways. Like they're they're talking another language, just looking around like, what the fuck? And and he didn't touch on it, but you know 
he had to catch some crap in school for not knowing the language, being like a little foreign kid. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, especially back then. Yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? He was probably the only non-speaking English person in Bethalto at the time. You know what I'm saying? It just yeah. had to, he didn't really touch on that. But man, you know, kids are cruel and they probably had to really, you know, really give him a lot of, a lot of grief yeah, back then. You would then. think he caught you know, for sure. You know, and to come in wearing hand-me-down clothes and living, like there, there's a little, the little kid that lives in the back of the, the pizza place in a room yeah you know uh amazing story i love how he touched on his mom yes. and that his mom was so over you know living in her dad's house or just so scared to go back there yes. that she was going to do everything she could for her family to keep them here yes i thought that was badass it propelled her and what she did over it. You know what I'm So you can see why they were so driven to work with. And she wasn't, and like her, like her just reasons to, to be successful. It wasn't like to go back to Sicily. That's not how she looked at it. She looked about, looked at it as going back to her dad, going back to that life with him, even though she'd kind of moved past that since she got married. That's yeah. the only thing in her head. Yeah. You know, and see, you know, they, they, they worked their, I mean, the kids had to work their butts off and, you know, it was, that's all it was was work and it yeah. still is when when you read um you know stories of people you know i'm i'm going to sacrifice everything to be successful like that is sacrificing everything to be successful we, we we rent a place we get cots we sleep there we finally rent an apartment then you know they move a couple times they buy a place to put their business in because it has an apartment upstairs they can live in yeah <laughs> they I mean, were excited about that. They yeah. were excited to live. Could you imagine if like when you left Beardstown, say and say you say you had the d girls at the time, you had your kids at the time, and you left Beardstown and you're like going on vacation. You told you were going on vacation from Beardstown. Okay? You just never went back. <laughs> when you left teaching to start this, you just never went back. Say you didn't know anyone here. You you bought uh the brick house and you just lived in a room in the back of it. You don't think about it like that. You go nuts because leaving the place and even driving down the street to go home gives you a little separation from the place. Yes. You know? Yes. They ate every meal where they worked. They Everything they did was right there where they worked. Yeah. It's crazy, right? Yeah. But you know, you hear so many times people like his, his mom, people who struggle, people who have to go through hardships end up being successful you know what i'm saying because that's what propels them just to be better and to not go back where they were from where they came from and go back to that life you know a little bit of suffering is a little bit of suffering is a, is a good thing yeah we don't people just don't do enough of it anymore don't get me on that ramp <laughs> that ramp but you know what i'm saying we we never go without you know and that's why i think we have a you know a generation of softer people because there's just no suffering you get what you want easily um before he left he said something interesting he said um he, he would summarize that probably 90 percent of his weekends have been spent at roma's and he, and he dropped a good little story after that saying you know he played soccer in high school mm -hmm. and if they had a they had a game on a on a friday or saturday he'd have to miss it yes because his dad made him work on the weekends there was no getting out of work on the weekends growing up and so then he would go back to practice on Monday and he would be punished. He'd yeah. have to run yeah. or whatever for missing the game. So, you know, he's like, there was no, I couldn't make both people happy 
and I had to choose to make my dad happy and you know well, do what's best had, for the I family. He, I don't know if he chose to make well, my dad. Well, he didn't choose, but, <laughs> but you yeah, know, yeah. You know, that, that that just goes back to how he's talking that, that story about being uh, in school and couldn't learn, and the, and the the nurses, the nurses, the nuns were beating on him, literally beating on him, hitting him. Physically abusing him is what you'd call it now. Actually, you'd call it physically assaulting him yeah. these days. It, and then he would get in trouble at home because he was staying after, try, you know, learning. It was, I mean, what a stressful life that was. And you couldn't, I can't imagine going into school. And you couldn't go into school. You're terrified to get hit. That learning environment, you're not going to learn. Right. You know? And, and no just, wonder he went off one day. Yeah. It just all built, you know what I'm saying? It all, yeah. it all built up and just, you know, he exploded. Yeah. Great story, man. Love Great hearing. story. Loved so hearing. so glad that he came in. Same here. So, all right. Thanks for listening. This has been the Eat, Slay, Live podcast. And we are the Lock Executioner. Slay on, brother. Slay on.